Good morning. Man, it's good to see y'all's beautiful faces out this morning, bright and early on Sunday morning in church. All right, I got three smiles out of that. Well, praise the Lord. The Lord is here. He's got a blessing for us. He's got a move for us this morning. I'm excited to be here. Hey, tonight is Valentine's Banquet. I hope you've got your tickets. Uh, if you haven't, the youth are still selling them after they'll be, they're out there now, but they'll be out there after service again. And you can also get them at the door tonight. So maybe you hadn't got them yet. Now, if you're looking at me and you say, I'm not going, this is my sad face, but I realized tonight there is an event going on. That is a worldwide event that. Uh, many, 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 many people will watch and, and have been waiting for, and it's been building up to this. And there's also a Super Bowl tonight. <laughs> so I realize some of you are thinking, man, why'd they do that on the night? We didn't set this on Super Bowl Sunday. They moved Super Bowl Sunday to our Valentine's banquet because they added one extra game this year and it's not our fault. So I want you to boycott the Super Bowl tonight or do like every God-fearing Christian does and record it and watch it when you get home from church. Because that's what I'm doing. Here's the deal. I looked it up. Tonight's Super Bowl, the average individual ticket is $7,000. If you want to sit on the sideline and get a nice seat, it's around $50,000 per person, individual, one, one ticket. Now, if you rent one of them suites, you're too rich for me. So, But to get in the Super Bowl, you're going to pay an average $7,000. Now, I want to tell you something. We got a great brisket dinner. It, it's been it's been smoked by by it just in a couple days ago we smoked it and 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 uh, and it's ready to go. I've sampled it a couple times, and it is good. We got all the fixings to go with it, and we've got a show for you tonight. We've got some entertainment. Our youth have been working on this really hard, uh, preparing for this, and you don't have to spend seven thousand dollars to see the greatest show that'll be on tonight. Amen. Amen. It's just fifteen. 
And so get your tickets if you haven't already. The good thing about this is, is this is an opportunity. We're doing a Western Valentine's this year. So this is a great opportunity for you to wear your Western clothes. And also, since it's a fun time, you can let your hair down. <laughs> Just to have a good pastor wants to borrow this. It's an opportunity for you to dress up, wear your Western clothes, have a good time, let your hair down. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so be sure and come out tonight. This, this supports our youth going to camp. It's a fundraiser. Uh, and, uh, and so you'll have opportunity also to leave tips that will go straight to camp for them to help them be able to go to camp. And, and I promise you, we've, we've always had a good time, a fun time with this. And, and these kids work really hard. So uh, we really appreciate your support coming out, being a part of it. And um, you better bring a diaper because it's going to be funny. I mean, it depends, but. Hey, let's take up an offering, shall we? For ushers will come. You know, those, like I said, it's $7,000 average ticket price to go to the Super Bowl. And people just, I mean, they bought tickets years ago. And so, as soon as they found out their team was going to be there, they're buying tickets. I mean, they, they sell out of tickets. That's why they're so expensive. They don't raise the price because nobody shows up. I mean, $50,000 to go to the Super Bowl. That's a lot of money to watch a bunch of millionaires play football. Okay? Imagine what we could do in the kingdom of God if people was that supportive and that. that. So let's take up an offering this morning. Randy, would you pray over the offering this morning?
Held back the waters for my release. Oh, yeah. 
you were working then for your people you will work now for your people father we thank you that we can come to you with boldness father regardless of the situation and you already have a pathway cleared out for us god 
thank you, Father, for never leaving us or forsaking us, God. Thank you, Father, for continually standing by our sides, God. And when we can't walk, you carry us, Father. Thank you, God, for carrying us, God. Thank you, Father, for carrying us physically, emotionally, spiritually, until we get back to the place where we need to be with you, God. Father, this morning, I just pray for those, God, Father, that need to be closer to you, Lord, regardless of what the circumstances are, God. They just need to feel closer to you, God. I pray this morning that you would continue to carry them, God, until they're back where they need to be. Because you, Father, are the same God. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, forever and ever, God. Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. deep up here this morning. Father, we thank you. Just move, God. Just continue to move. Let's continue to move in his presence as well. It's not just about God moving. It's about us being drawn and doing what he's guiding us to do. God, we stand aside this morning so that you can just lead us, Father. We just stand out of your way, God. Father, we humble ourselves before you. We submit ourselves, Lord, so that you can move. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for already answering prayers, God. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the oceans, and I need you now to do the same thing for me.
cold rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness. It's your faithfulness I'm standing on. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your faithfulness. Come on. He's the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob. He is unfailing. He is unrelenting. He is unchanging. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is worthy of our praise this morning. Come on, can we just for a moment just ignore everything else going on around you and let your attention and your focus be on His worth today. Come on, lift your voice and bring Him praise all across this room. Father, we bless you. Oh God, we praise you. Lord, we're here to exalt your glorious name. We're here to praise you, Lord, to lift you high above all others. You are worthy. You are holy. You are righteous, God. You're worth all the praise and the glory. Bless you, Lord. Praise you. This past week, Wednesday evening service, we spoke about the willingness of God to minister healing. There was a leper who cried out to him and said, Lord, if you're willing, I believe I can be made clean. And Jesus' response to him was, I'm willing. I'm willing. You know, I think sometimes we, we, we get kind of at a place where we begin to question the willingness of God. God, do you really want to heal me? Am I really worthy of your healing? God, do you still care about me even with all the things that I've done and all the places I've been and all the things I've said? God, do you, do you still really even care about me? Let me tell you, let me assure you today. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you so much that He took stripes on His body so that you could have healing in your own. You know, the Bible says that, that we can anoint with oil. That we can pray the prayer of faith. And if there be any sick among us, they can be lifted up. They can be healed. I believe in the healing virtue of God still yet today. And I believe there's nothing impossible for our God to heal. I don't think there's anything too big or there's anything too small that God's not willing to heal it. And so I want to do something this morning. Maybe you're a visitor to our church or maybe you've been going to this church your entire life. But I believe in the power of collective prayer. And so I'm going to ask you if you're in this room this morning and you'd say, Pastor, I've got a need. I need healing to flow into my body or I have a loved one that needs healing to flow into their body and I want to come stand in on their behalf. I want to ask you to come to stand across the front of this room. We are going to anoint you with oil. We're going to pray the prayer of faith and we're going to watch the hand of God move. We're going to watch the hand of God in operation.
Come on, I don't care where you're at. It doesn't matter. This is the time. This is the hour. This is the moment right now. Now I need prayer warriors. I need prayer warriors to fall in behind every one of these that have came forward acknowledging I have a need. We're family today, church. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Come on, prayer warriors. All across this room, He is the God of healing. He's the God who's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Come on, maybe you didn't make your way this way. Maybe you don't feel like you can. Uh, if you need healing, come on, just begin to, to press in and pray. Uh, and stretch a hand this direction and begin to pray over these people. Come on, let's pray together. Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your faithfulness, Father.
Maybe, maybe there's people who didn't, who didn't come forward or weren't able to come forward. Just begin to pray for that one nearby you today, please. If you don't know their name, ask them their name. That's perfectly fine. But, but just lift them up to the Lord. Come on, all across this room. He's a healer. Father, right now we believe your healing virtue is flowing. We believe your healing power is, is being made manifest right now in this room. Lord, I pray from the front and to the back, God, from the right and to the left. God, I'm asking you that you would touch. Lord, I'm asking you to heal. God, I'm asking you to intervene. God, I'm asking you to minister wholeness and healing. God, a building up and not a tearing down. God, a, a confirmation of your word. Confirm to us today that you're our healer. Confirm to us today that, that you're willing. Confirm to us today, God. We hold you to your promise, which declares by the stripes of your son, Jesus, we are healed. We thank you, Lord, every situation and every circumstance has healing. We thank you, Lord, that there is a, an answer. When we cry out to the name of Jesus, there's an answer. We thank you because it's in that strong name we have the ability to approach your throne room of grace with boldness. Oh, Lord, be glorified today. God, be praised for it all. And God, we will honor you. We will honor you, Lord. You are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many believe he's a healer today? Come on, he's a healer today. Amen, amen. Why don't you turn and greet your neighbor and tell them how glad you are to see them this morning. <laughs> well, glory. Mercy. Mercy and grace. Shabam. Ain't he good? 
Oh my goodness. Thank you all for being here this morning. I love every one of you. I appreciate you so much. You're my brothers. You're my sisters. You're my family. And I, I'm so grateful for you. You know, one day we get to go to heaven and do this together. Some of you are looking forward to that because you're going to get a brand new leg to work with. You're going to get a brand new back to work with. And when you jump up and down, praise the Lord, you'll be able to get off, actually get off the ground when you... Do you ever spend time thinking about what that day will be like? I do. Yes. I think about it an awful lot. I, I think about and talk about and preach about when that trumpet sounds a lot. But, but what happens immediately following that? You know, when we're caught up into the presence of God, there to be with Him forever, and we look around and we hear that angelic choir... We've got an incredible, incredible worship team. Don't get me wrong. Our, our sister Julie, man, I, a, a week ago this time, she didn't have enough air in her lungs to say hello. Uh, and, and man, for, for God to have worked in her body and her life, what an incredible worship set, sister. Amen. We have an incredible worship team, but man, uh, the angels, they're there right now worshiping around the throne room of God. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Yes. Continually they worship Him day and night around the throne. We get to join in with them. Yeah. We will be celebrating. And, but, but here's the really cool part. Here's the revelation knowledge the Holy Spirit wants you to get a hold of today. You'll be able to worship God in a different way than even the angels are able to worship the Lord. See, you know Him in a different way than the angels. The angels don't know Him as Savior. The angels don't know Him as Healer. The angels don't know Him as Baptizer. But you, friend, you know Him in a way the angels don't even know Him. So you can worship Him in a way the angels can't even worship Him. And here's the really cool part. We look forward to that day when we worship Him face to face. But His promise was where two or three are gathered that He's right there in the midst of them. So we're worshiping Him to His very face today because He's here in this room this morning. Come on! I don't have to wait to jump a little higher when I get to heaven. I don't have to wait to shout a little louder when I get to heaven. I can give Him my very best praise and I can give Him my very best worship right here, right now. Amen? So why don't you join me one more time as we dig into the Word this morning. Let's give our God the praise that He deserves today. Come on, shake, shake the roof today. Father, we bless you. God, we praise you. God, we exalt you. God, we magnify you. God, we sing and we shout and we celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Look, you're worthy of all the praise and all the glory and all the honor today. Glory to the Lamb who was slain. Glory to my healer. Glory to my baptizer. Glory to my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're worthy, O oh Lord. You're worthy, O oh Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise together. Thank God today for the power of love. How many are grateful for love this morning? How many understand today that it's the power of love that saved our souls? Where'd y'all go? It's the power of love that saved your soul, whether you know it or not. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave Him as a sacrifice. It was God's love that saved you and me. Thank God for the power of love. It's the power of love that heals your body, friend. 
Jesus Christ came as a willing participant. He came as a willing sacrifice and endured stripes on his body as a punishment so that you and I could have healing in ours. That was done by the power of love. Thank God for the power of love. It's the power of love that, that fills us up when we're empty. It's the power of love that doesn't leave us as orphans. It's the power of love that delivers and restores. It's the power of love that protects and provides. It's the power of love that brings revival to every heart, every soul, every church. It's the power of love, I believe, that ought to be in operation today. I believe the power of love was what Jesus walked in in His earthly ministry. All of the miracles and the signs and the wonders that He operated in during His earthly ministry happened because of His great love that flowed out of Him towards the people that He was ministering to. It was love that drove him to the cross. It was love that put stripes on his body. It was love that opened the blinded eyes. It was love that raised up the dead. It was love that, that called Lazarus out of that tomb. Come on. And it's his love that spread abroad in this room today. How many understand that the, the version of the, the world's love compared to the version of God's love are two entirely different things? The truth is, this old world we live in today has a really mixed up, confused, messed up idea about what love is really all about. For, for this old world today, love is a really easy word to throw around, right? We, we can just throw out that word love with, with no thought or no regard to what we're actually saying or how powerful and important the word love actually is. Listen, love should not be a word we say flippantly. Love should not be a word we say lightheartedly. But when we say love, we ought to actually have the power and the understanding of what we're saying when we say love. Lots of folks like to say, you know, I, I really love my wife. I really love my husband. I really love my puppy dog. I love chocolate ice cream. Oh, and I really love my God. Can I tell you today on the authority of the Word of God, you probably are going to want to love your husband or your wife in a different way than you love ice cream or your puppy dog. And, and I'll take it a step further. We really need to love our God even in a different way than we love our husband or our wife. See, He's the God who saves. He's the God who heals. He's the God who delivers. He deserves my best love. Amen. To the world we live in today, love is an emotion and it's a feeling. And when that feeling and that emotion is gone, so is the love. To the world we live in today, love is a physical thing. And when the physical aspect of a relationship is gone, many times, so is love. For the world we live in today, love is based upon what do we get in return. Come on, Janet Jackson said it the best, what have you done for me lately? Obviously, none of you people were children of the 80s. <laughs> when we stop getting something in return, then the love stops going forward, right? What have you done for me lately? For man, love has been reduced to a box of candy and a bunch of flowers. Listen, there's nothing wrong with a box of candy and a bunch of flowers, but love is about so much more than that. Amen. Can I remind you today that Jesus Christ is coming? Can I tell you today, soon and very soon, the trumpet's going to sound, the dead in Christ are going to get up, and then we who are alive and remain shall follow them up. 
Can I remind you today that, that soon and very soon he's, he's coming and uh, before he comes, how many understand there's still a whole lot of people who need to know about the saving grace of Almighty God? There's still a lot of people who need to know about the healing power of Almighty God. There's still a lot of people who need the indwelling power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. There's still a lot of people who need miracles and signs and wonders and operation in their lives. And church, I submit to you this, this morning on this Valentine's Day Eve that, that people need the power of love in operation in their lives. It's, and it's got to be more than the world's version of love. It's got to be the, the God version of love. Uh, there's a difference that needs to be made in the world today. And I believe with all my heart, it's going to take a crazy kind of a love to make a difference in the world we're living in. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Find your Bibles. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 22. Matthew 22. The title of this morning's message is Crazy Love. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Lord. Matthew, chapter 22. I want to begin reading in verse 34. The Word of the Lord says this. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him and said, Teacher, what is the, the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said in verse 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's pray together. Father, right now I'm asking you to energize this room. God, come in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and God, let us be more than, than, than passive hearers. But God, I pray today that, that, that you create an urgency inside of us to discover this, this crazy love that I believe you've called us to live in. God, I'm asking you today to be glorified, to be praised through your word. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about a preacher. It's not about a congregation. It's not about a church. It's about bringing glory unto Almighty God. Lord, thank you for your amazing, crazy love. And Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. And all of God's people agreed today and said, Amen. Amen. Come on, can we give him one more hand clap today, please? I submit to you this morning that I believe we can love with a crazy kind of a love. The, the truth I believe today, church family, is everything is all about love. Are you here? Everything is about love. Our walk with God is about love. Our relationship to other people is about love. Christianity, in a nutshell, is about love. The church ought to be about love. Life and living should all be about love. I submit all that we do every day of our life should all be about love. See, God's the one who sets the standard by which we love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, God is love. Boy, that's a deep thought and a deep theological idea to get a hold of, isn't it? God is love. And so what I believe just by that simple declaration of Scripture is that God is the definition of love. 
When you go look up love in the, in the dictionary, oh, they've got a whole lot of vast reasons. They've got a whole lot of vast meanings for that word. But I submit to you by the authority of the Word of God, if God is love, then God is the ultimate definition of the word love. How many believe that today? And I also would submit to you today that our God loves with a crazy kind of a love. How many believe that today? Now understand your pastor when I use the word crazy love. I'm not trying to say that God is crazy. But the way He loves you, the way He loves me could be described as being crazy. Amen? Now, He loves you with an irrational love. He loves you with an illogical love. He loves you with a reckless kind of a love. He loves you with no plan B in mind. Well, if this way I love them doesn't work out, then I'll do something else. No, absolutely not. He loves us with a love that puts His own best interest last and puts our best interest first. Friend, I submit that's a crazy kind of a love. The reality is, is that God loves everybody. Are you here today? God don't care what color your skin is. He don't care how much money you got in your bank account. He don't care how, what your nationality is. He doesn't care about your political beliefs. Uh, he doesn't care about your past offenses. He doesn't even care about your past sin. And in fact, the word of the Lord says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God demonstrates His own love towards us and that when we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Friend, that's an illogical, irrational, uh, no plan B kind of a love. It doesn't hold anything back. Can I submit to you today as your pastor? Amen. We're called to love with that same kind of love. Jesus says in the book of John chapter 13 verse 34, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I've loved you. That you also love one another. Come on. He says I'm supposed to love people the same way that He loved me. We're supposed to love with the same kind of a love with which He loved with. And I believe that was a reckless, irrational, uh, illogical kind of a love. A love that holds nothing back. How many believe that today? Yeah, I stole some of this stuff today. If the title sounds familiar to you, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Francis Chan who wrote a book called Crazy Love. If you have not read the book Crazy Love, I think it ought to be required reading for every Christian. It ought to be required reading for every believer. Uh, we need to live with a reckless, crazy kind of a love, and we need to, to, to serve God with a reckless, crazy kind of a love. Let me ask you if some of this stuff kind of sounds familiar. When you're truly crazy in love with somebody, you're going to go to great lengths to be with the one that you love. You're going to drive for hours to be together even if it means you only spend a short time with them. When you have crazy love for someone, you don't mind staying up late and suddenly walking in the rain is seen as a romantic gesture, not something that's going to hack you off. When you have a crazy love for someone, you'll spend a small fortune on them. When you have a crazy love for someone, when you're away from them, it's painful and almost miserable to be apart from them. When you have a crazy love for someone, they become all that you can think about, they become all that you can talk about, and you jump at the chance to get to go spend time with them. Y'all need to fall back in love with somebody. In other words, irrational, illogical, reckless. Crazy love. Yes. Amen. 
How many understand that crazy love is the opposite of the love of the world today? The, the love of the world today is rational. Well, it just doesn't make sense for me to, to go out of my way to do something. The, the, the love of the world today is logical. Well, if I get something in return, then I love. The love of the world today has, has a, a safeguard. It's, it plays it safe every time. Well, I'm only going to love so far because if I put myself out there, then I'm going to end up getting hurt somewhere down the road. So I'm going to play it safe. My God didn't play it safe with me. My God loved me when I was out in the world doing things I, I shouldn't have been doing. My God loved me in my failures. My God loved me in my shortcomings. My God cares about me every day of my life and my rising up and my lying back down. My God loves me. He's not holding nothing back. He's not putting anything on reserve to say, well, I love you more tomorrow than I love you today. Listen, He loves me with an unfailing, unrelenting, ridiculously crazy kind of a love. This old world is caught up a whole lot more in hatred than it is in love. And I submit to you that hatred is based all upon the differences we have from one another. We, we hate because somebody has a different skin color than we do. We hate because someone has a different ideology than what we do. We hate because somebody has a different political belief than what we do. We hate because somebody goes to a different church than what we do. We hate, we hate, we hate, we hate, we hate because of all of the differences. Listen, if we could ever focus on the one thing that we should all have in common, and that is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords then hate would be swallowed up by a crazy, irrational, illogical love. Listen, in this last days, this world needs a difference to be made in it, guys. In these last days, there's, there's a change that's got to take place in, in our society. There's a change that's got to take place in Washington, D.C. There's a change that's got to take place on, on Main Street. There's a change that's got to take place on the, the, the pew and the pulpit. There's a change that needs to flood our churches and flood our world. And the only way that's going to happen is if we begin to love with an irrational, crazy kind of a love. Some things I want to share with you today about what this crazy love is really all about. And the first thing I see is this. A crazy love loves God. Yeah, it's got to start there, right? Yes, amen. Look at verse 37 with me. Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. In the book of Mark, He says, in all your strength. Right. How many understand today that our God is worthy of our love this morning? He's worthy of all my heart. He's worthy of all my soul. He's worthy of all my mind. He's worthy of all my strength. He's worthy of my crazy love for Him. The truth is, guys, we wouldn't even know how to love had God not shown us how to begin with. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says, We love Him because He first loved us. Friend, you couldn't even love God if God had not poured His love on you to begin with. God the Father displayed His love for us through the gift of His Son, Jesus. His, his life, His death, and His resurrection all displayed this illogical, irrational, crazy love. And because God loved us first, the Bible says we have the ability to love Him in return. Amen. The truth is, though, a crazy love for, for God's really kind of hard to come by in the old world we're living in today. Come on. Jesus, in, 
in his day spoke these words. In Matthew chapter 15 verse 8, Jesus said, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In other words, Jesus said, These folks are just paying me lip service. They talk about how much they love me. They talk about how much they want to serve me. They talk about how much they want to honor me. But I can see the heart of the matter, and their heart is far from me. Many in this old world today love God as long as they need something from Him. Are you here today? God's a fire escape for far too many folks. I'll run to God when I've got a problem. I'll run to God when I need an answer. I'll run to God when, when I really need something. And I'll love you, God, with everything I am until you fix my mess up, until you fix my problem. And then, Lord God, I'm going to turn right back around and I'm going to love the world again. Many in this old world today love God with a rational love, a logical love, a love that only goes so far. Lord, I love you with my church attendance, but I'm not going to love you with my tithes. Lord, I love you with my church attendance and my tithes, but I'm not going to love you with my servanthood. Lord, I'll only love you so far because if I put myself plumb out there, come on, plumb out there's a, a, a okey terminology I'll need to get hold of. If I put myself out there, then surely I'm going to wind up disappointed. Listen, friend, I've got a submission again for you today. You can never out-love God. It's impossible for us to love Him more than He loves us. Many people only love God part-way or part-time. Can I tell you this morning that to have a half-hearted love for God is not to really love Him at all. I believe it's time for the bride. I believe it's time for the church to love Him with this crazy, reckless, irrational love. A love where, where we're willing to drive for hours just to spend time with Him. A love where we're willing, if it's only for a short time, just to give Him our all. A love where we don't mind staying up late or walking in the rain to spend time with Him. A love where He's all we can think about. A love where He's all we can talk about. A love where He's all we want to be involved with. See, I believe it's high time for the bride to love Him with all of our heart. All of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. I believe He's worthy of our love today. Amen? So what's that actually look like in, in progress? What does that actually look like? A crazy love for God in action. What's that actually look like? Well, Jesus said in the book of John chapter 14, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Boy, y'all are wound up today. I'm just, woo. This is good stuff right here. Hanky waving, aisle running. Come on, amen. If we love him, we'll keep his commandments. His commandments shouldn't be burdensome to us. His, burdens, his, his commandments should not only go part of the way with us, but we ought to say, Lord God, if you said jump, I, my response is, how high? Lord, if you're calling me to it, if you laid it out as a requirement, if you laid it out as an instruction, if you laid it out as a command, then Lord God, I want it in operation in my life. I love you enough, Lord God, to forsake my plan and to pick up your plan. And God, I want to do what you've called me to do. So what's crazy love look like? Well, crazy love loves God. Amen. 
It's the best amen I got yet. Come on, let, her, let him go. Another thing I see about crazy love today is this. Crazy love loves folks. It loves people. Look at verse 38. Verse 38, the Lord said, And you, the second commandment is like the first one. He said, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Poke somebody beside you and say, Good morning, neighbor. Thank God for the people that He's placed in our lives. If you're not grateful for the people that He's placed in your life, friend, you better be cautious because the things we're not thankful for today, He's liable to take away from us tomorrow. Thank God for the people He places in our lives, our friends, our family, our brothers, our sisters in Christ, our neighbors. How many understand this morning when I say these words that our neighbors are more than people who live across the street from us? Our neighbors are more than people who live down the road. Our neighbor is more than people who look like we do and act like we do and think like we do and vote like we do and go to the same church that we go to. I submit your neighbors are everyone that you run into contact with. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, Jesus was speaking these same words about this crazy love. But in Luke's Gospel, Luke adds the the fact that one of the people who was listening to Jesus speak these words spoke up and asked Him a question and said, Lord, who's my neighbor? Who am I supposed to love as I love myself? In verses 10, uh, verse, chapter 10, verses 30 through 37, Jesus answered and said these words. He said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him from all of his clothes and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. The preacher wouldn't help him. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side of the road again. But a certain Samaritan, as he sojourned, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He had love. And so he went to him, and he bandaged his wounds, and he poured in the oil and the wine. And he set him on his own animal and he brought him to an inn to take care of him. And on the next day when he departed, he took two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper. And he said, take care of him and whatever more you need, uh, when I come back again, I'll repay you. And in verse 37, the Lord says, so when these, excuse me. So which of these do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. And Jesus answered and said, go and do likewise. Now let's break down this story in, in the book of Luke chapter 10 just for a quick second, okay? So this man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. He left the community of Jerusalem, which, which kind of suggests, that it, it doesn't really say it, it doesn't really spell it out, but it kind of suggests that this man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho was probably of Jewish lineage. Right. And so the first one to come by was a priest. The, the priest walked by. How many understand, if he was a priest coming from Jerusalem, chances are better than not that he was probably of Jewish lineage. The other man is identified as a Levite. No question, no doubt about it. This man was of Jewish lineage. And so the two people who were considered really his neighbors, the two people who were really considered his kinsmen, his hometown boys, walked right by on the other side of the road and left him alone. 
but the Samaritan. The Samaritan, as he journeyed down the road, he looked on him and he saw the man who had been beaten and was bleeding and was half dead. And the Bible says he looked upon him with compassion. This Samaritan was not a homeboy. This Samaritan was not from the hood. This Samaritan didn't come from his own hometown. This Samaritan was a foreigner. So who was the neighbor to the man? The one who showed compassion on him. Jesus said, go and do likewise. So who's our neighbor? It's not the person sitting on the pew next to you. It's anybody that we come into contact. Yes, it's these people, but it's also the people we come into contact with at homeland. It's also the people we come into contact with uh, in the workplace. It's the people who live in your neighborhood. Who's our neighbor? I submit to you this morning, I believe our neighbors are the ones who need our help the most. Crazy love for a neighbor really is hard to come by in this old world too. People are, are so afraid of their neighbors today. What if they don't think like I think? What if they don't talk like I talk? What if they don't have the same political opinions as me? I certainly can't reach out and love on somebody that's different than me. They they may even have a different color skin than me. Lordy goodness, I sure can't talk to them people. Jesus loved everybody he came into contact with. That means we got to do the same thing. Let me tell you, friend, you need to love the alcoholic. They're waiting on somebody to love them to Christ. We need to love the homosexual. We need to love somebody who has a different lifestyle choice than what we do. How in the world are we ever going to win them to the Lord if we don't love them? You need to love the drug addict. You need to love the homosexual. You need to love the alcoholic. You need to love the adulterer. You need to love people who don't necessarily smell good. You need to love people who don't necessarily look good. You need to love people that you come into contact with because chances are better than not. You're probably the only Jesus that they're ever going to see. People like that have been rejected by churches for too many years. They don't feel welcome when they walk in churches. They don't feel welcome around Christian people. Why? Because we've got our nose so stuck up in the air that we're going to drown if a hard rain should come. Did I tell you all I loved you? Do you know what I see in this story? This Samaritan, who was not a homeboy, went to the extreme for his neighbor in need. You know, a crazy love will go to the extreme for somebody that's in need. We'll go beyond the normal. We'll go beyond the rational. We'll go beyond the logical. Let me help you through the love of Jesus Christ. Let me help you. Do you know the only way that we can really love people with a crazy love is to love with the love of God and let the love of God flow through us? I put this in my notes and I have to say it. it. It's so... So powerful, the thought. If if we have to have God to teach us to love God, who's perfect, right? Right. We serve a perfect God. But the only way we can love Him is because He loved us first. 
If we have to have God to teach us to love God, how much more do we need God to help us to love flawed people? See, we're a mess. We're a wreck. We mess up. We fail. We falter. And I'm sure needing God's help for you to love me about right now. How much more do we need God's help to love people? So what's this crazy love for people actually look like in action? Well, 1 John chapter 4, verse 21 says this commandment we have from Him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. He who loves God must love his brother also. He who loves God must love his brother also. You skip back to verse 20 of that, and it says if somebody says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does, who does not love his brother who is seen, how can he love God who is not seen? This is the commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. The only way we can love them is through the love of God. People are messed up, y'all. My Jesus loved the unlovable. My Jesus loved the people that were diverse and different. That, that the love of God would be spread abroad for the entire world. For God so loved the world. Black and white and yellow and green and purple and blue with gray polka dots. He doesn't care who you are or what your background is. And if He loved you and I with this crazy kind of love, don't you think we ought to love people with the same kind of crazy love that we come into contact with? One more thing I want to share with you today about this crazy love. Y'all have eaten all this up and amen me so loud you're really going to like this one. Here we go. The crazy love loves itself as well. Verse 3. The word of the Lord. Or excuse me, not verse 3. Verse 39. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You may not know it. You may not understand it. But I pray that by the time I get to the bottom of that page, you do understand it. It's okay to love yourself. It's okay to love yourself. That's a hard thought for us today, right? It's, it's hard for us to comprehend because we live in this me, 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 me society. We live in a selfie society where it's all about taking pictures of ourselves. It's all about self-promotion and it's all about uh, making ourselves look good. So many people in this world are caught up with themselves. Listen, friend, I'm not talking about being self-centered. I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm not talking about having child selfishness. I'm talking about actually loving yourself. It's a powerful statement you need to get a hold of today. You will never genuinely love someone else until you learn to love yourself. The Lord Himself said, love your neighbor as yourself. If we don't love ourselves, how are we going to love our neighbor? I truly believe the reason that so many people struggle to love God and they struggle to love people is simply because they've never really genuinely loved themselves. No, I'm not talking about being selfish. No, I'm not talking about being self-centered. But if we truly love ourselves with a crazy love, then we're going to have some self-respect for ourselves. We live in a world in a society where self-respect is completely eradicated. It's gone. 
People don't care about themselves. How do you know, Pastor? You can tell by the stinking clothes they wear. You can tell by the words that come out of their mouths. Soapbox preacher, come on, get it. Our self-respect will be seen in our actions and our reactions. If we truly have self-respect, we'll have self-control. If we truly have self-respect, we'll respect people around us. If we truly have self-respect, we'll have enough respect to guard the words that come out of our mouth. If we truly have self-respect, we'll have enough respect for the, the clothing that we put on our body and the seductiveness that is presented therefore. We ought to know ourselves better than anybody else knows us. A lot of people think they know you. But the truth is nobody knows you like you know you. We know all of our failings. We know all of our shortcomings. We know all of the thoughts that run through our minds. How we wish we could strangle somebody until they pass out. We know our anger. We know our resentment. We know our unforgiveness. We know our regrets. We know these things about us. We might hide it from everybody else, but deep, deep, deep down inside, we know who we really are when the lights go off. And because we know these things about ourselves, many times we struggle to even forgive ourselves. You're not going to forgive somebody else if you can't forgive yourself. Many times we've got all these bad thoughts hemmed up about who we are. You know the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7? says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Well, I'm fat. Hey, I don't need no help right there, people. Well, I'm, I'm getting bald-headed. Well, I'm ugly. Well, I, I'm a loser. Well, I've, I've made so many mistakes in my life, I'm unlovable. Well, I'm, I'm this, well, I'm that. And, and, and you know what? The, the list of well I'ms could, could be so varied for as many people as there are in this room today. You're your own worst critic, friend. Are you hearing me this morning? You are your own worst critic. So lots of times I'll leave this church house, and I, I, I've told you on countless occasions, we'll get to the truck to go eat lunch, and the very first question I'll ask that pretty woman sitting on the front row is, well, how did you think service went today? It's great. It's wonderful. Oh, it was good. That was a good word. Man, that's powerful. Oh, what a good day we had in the Lord. And I'll look at her and go, were you in the same church service I was? <laughs> because my impression many times of myself critiquing Gary is, boy, you really stunk it up today, Bubba. Man, nobody got nothing out of that. I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of this place thinking, that was terrible. And have people text me before I make it to the restaurant going, man, Pastor, that was awesome. Thank you so much. See, our perception of ourselves can be completely different from somebody else's perception of us. I'm skinny. I'm fat. I'm bald. I'm short. I'm a loser. I'm worthless. I'm, I'm Eeyore. Can I tell you, it's okay to go ahead and love yourself? Man, if you haven't heard anything else I've said today, hear this. It's okay to love yourself with a crazy kind of a love. 
Because that's the way God loves you. And if God loves us this way, who are we to love ourselves less than the way God loves us? I think it all comes down to this. I think it all comes down to how we see ourselves compared to how God sees us. Did you get that? It comes down to how you see you compared to how God sees you. See, we see ourselves as, as not very good. We see ourselves as average. We see ourselves as less than. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, the Bible says, Then God saw everything that He'd made, and indeed it was very good. You may see yourself as average. You may see yourself as no good. But God sees you as very good. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Listen, we might see ourselves in all the bad that we've ever done, but He sees us as forgiven. He sees us with no condemnation over our lives. He sees our sin cast as far away as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember all that bad junk, and you need to forget about it too. I love this one. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Word says we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that we may proclaim His praises of, of Him who called us out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Listen, we might see ourselves as nothing spectacular, nothing special, but He sees us as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, those that are called out. He says you're special, unique, you're different, you're, you're God's chosen people. Man, if you could see yourself the way God sees you. I think young ladies may struggle with it more than young men. I don't know. Us us fellas, we kind of deal with that too. Boy, I'm nothing. You know, I'm I'm never going to have a girlfriend. You two good looking guys don't have to worry about that, do you? You're the only two boys in the youth group. You got your pick of all of them. Well, that's your sister. You can't have your pick of her, but this ain't Arkansas. I mean... We ain't that kind of church. We struggle with our self-image. We we struggle. And and here's the the tendency that we're afraid to step over into. If I stop struggling with my self-image, then then I'm prideful and I'm arrogant and I'm boastful. You don't have to walk around all the time going, yeah, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Or, how you doing? You know, you don't, you don't have to walk and function in arrogance or pride or self-centeredness to love yourself. The way we love ourselves is to see ourselves through the eyes of God. See yourself beautifully and wonderfully created. So what's that function like? What's that look like? Well, the word of the Lord in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I can't preach Valentine's Eve without using this scripture. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Be kind to yourself. Love does not envy. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. Be who you are in Christ. Love does not parade itself around. It's not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. 
It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Love never fails. I can tell you, people are people in the world are cruel, y'all. They pick at you. They make fun of you. They tell you how lousy you are and how you're no good. But you're created in the image of Almighty God. Now either their words avail much or His words avail much. Either his opinion of you matters or their opinion of you matters. Identify as who you are and go ahead and love yourself. With a crazy, crazy kind of a love. Jesus is coming. Alan, go ahead and flip me over one more. Jesus is coming. Have I told y'all lately, Jesus is coming. Can I remind you today, Jesus is coming? Jesus is coming. Oh, I want to say it one more time. I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want to tell all creation. I want to let the whole world know Jesus is coming and He's coming soon. There's people, there's people going to die and go to hell. If somebody doesn't make a difference in their lives. There's people who are going to continue to suffer with sickness when God offers them healing. If somebody don't make a difference in their life. There's there's people who need something to change. Have you talked to anybody that doesn't go to your church lately? Have you talked to anybody who doesn't know God lately, it ought to be so eye-opening. The hopelessness that's infiltrated the world we live in today. (laughs) They need a difference to be made. And I submit the only difference that can be made in their life is to love with a crazy, irrational, illogical Love. Amen. We love God. We love people. We can even love ourselves. Worship team, come help you, Pastor, please. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Father, thank you for your amazing love, unfailing unrelenting, illogical, irrational, a love that doesn't stop halfway, a love that doesn't run out, a love that doesn't run away, a love that doesn't give up, a love that doesn't only go so far. But thank you for loving us with this crazy love by which you love us. Lord, let us be imitators. Let us us put on Christ every day. Let us love as you've loved us. 
so let us love. Lord, may our love for you be through the roof. To the place, oh God, where, where we're willing to, to walk in the rain, to spend time with you. A place, Lord, where we're willing to stay up late or get up early. A place where, God, we're not going to hold anything back but love you with all that we are. Lord, may we love our neighbors, the people around us, God. Not just the people we like, not just the lovable, but God, may we love even the unlovable. May we love the people that are even different than we are. God, may we love the people that we come into contact with every day with a crazy, irrational love. And God, let it all begin by letting us understand how valuable we are in your sight. How much you love us. How special we are to you. God, not an arrogance, not a boastfulness, not a, not a silly pride. But Lord, a love for self. A Lord by which we may love others as well. God, have your way right now in this meeting. Lord, please, please, Lord, I'm asking you to leave nothing undone. And receive the glory for it in Jesus' name. Please, with heads bowed, with eyes closed, just for a moment. Pastor, why do you give an altar call for salvation in every service? Why on a Wednesday would you do that? Why on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night would you do that, friend? It's because of the love of God. What I offer is not a membership but a church. What I offer is not a, a handshake with a preacher or, or to make a a public spectacle of you. But what I offer you is the love of God. I know some of the things that maybe I've said today may have been a little harsh. Do you know our Father? Our Heavenly Father loves us so much that He's straightforward and He's blunt. And yes, sometimes He even has to give us a spanking. That's how much my Daddy loves me. He doesn't spank me or correct me because He's a cruel Father. But He does that because He loves me and wants to see good things happen in my life. Oh, friend, He loves you. He loves you enough to, to knock on your heart this morning. He loves you enough to continue to woo you and to draw you. If you're in this room this morning, you don't know Jesus. You've never entered into a personal relationship with Him. Or perhaps you, you did it one time. You did know Him. You did walk with Him. You were, you were hand in hand in love with Him. But something happened. And the love for the world overwhelmed your love for God. And today you know you're away from your relationship with Him. If you're in this room this morning and you'd say, Man, Brother Gary, I want the love of God to be spread over my life. I need His crazy love to come into my heart. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. Anywhere in this room. And that's me, Pastor. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Amazing love. 
crazy love. I could walk around this room this morning and call people by name and begin to tell you of the things that God has done in their lives. His protective hedge, His healing power. How He restored relationships. How He provided in moments where we didn't see a way. did all that because He loves you with this irrational illogical crazy kind of a love who would we be if we just took the love of God and bottled it up and put it on a shelf and said that's mine <laughs> I'm not going to share that with anybody oh may His love pour through you would you stand with me today I started by saying how powerful and important and special the word love is and how we should not just throw it around it should not be something that we just flippantly say it ought to flow from our heart that's why I can look every one of you in the eye and tell you how much I love you I'm honored to be called your pastor and I'm honored to be called your friend. Because I love you as your pastor and your friend, I want you to understand we've got to make a change in our world. We've got to make a difference, you guys. You've got to start loving people with this radical, irrational love. A crazy love that puts nothing on the back burner. If you want to love with a crazy love, I want to encourage you to just spend some time in prayer. Come find your place in the altar, please, or, or make one where you're at, but please don't leave. Please don't leave until you spend time in prayer. God bless you as you seek the Lord. Shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me.
ending, reckless, crazy love of God. Father, thank you for the love by which you've loved us. May we become imitators, Lord, of that love. May that love flow through our lives, God, in our conversations, in our actions, in our reactions. God, may we love ourselves enough to love somebody else. God, I pray you walk with us this day. God, be with these people this day. Guard over these people this day. Bring us back together tonight for a a celebration of love. Lord, that we may gather together to laugh and just to enjoy fellowship and food, friendship and love. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Hope to see you tonight.